0: Listen, we're getting beat up right now. Not we. We. I am. I'm getting beat up right now. I'm going to talk about some real-ish, the moment stuff. And sometimes it's like it. Like sometimes you're just taking a beating. Sometimes you're just fighting. And, uh, and, and right now I'm just fighting. And it's like you hope that it's causing. I almost set myself up for the situation too. Like everything comes I feel like Celine Dion right now Everything's coming back to me So let's get it Unleash Your Hustle podcast Brought to you by Unleash You Now And hosted by yours truly Michael Faber Let's go Society is on the back of creators and entrepreneurs They're the ones that are going to save the world Change the world And leave it better than they found it They're willing to risk it all To impact and carve out their peace Like who wouldn't love that? But they're being lied to They're made to believe they need to buy this software Invest in this list Create this site And they are out before it even started because they're worried about the wrong thing. That's the point of this podcast to prove that that's not the case because you don't need to because we didn't and we made it. So everybody knows we got this uh, mastermind retreat coming up, right? So last week we had the Igala regional conference here. So kind of for like five days, it took my mind off everything and I was pretty much lasered in. On trying to make sure that event went smoothly for everyone involved, we kind of did a lot of the back end stuff. It wasn't an event; I was front end, so I was back in the back end. You know, uh, my dad used to say this line. I freaking love this line. I use it all the time now. He used to say all the time, "The confetti doesn't throw itself, son." And you know, in those situations where you see like these huge celebrations and you see confetti falling, you no, know, someone's missing that party to throw the confetti for them to have it. Right? Just that little thing, right? And it says it. Why that's important is that sometimes to make, to make the situation, to make the event, to make that moment as great as it can be, sometimes you're not going to be able to be necessarily in the celebration part of the moment. You're going to have to be throwing confetti. And at last week's event, I was throwing confetti. I was, one, I was one of the ones trying to make it where the attendees felt special and the event ran smooth. Right, so um, it, it's uh, something at the John Maxwell events. They have the yes desk, and if they can find a way to say yes, they're going to say yes to you. All right, so I took that and kind of ran with it a little bit, and made it where I don't want necessarily them have to ask. Right, what we want to do is make it where no one has to, no one has to ask. Now I won't say that happens; uh, it's very hard to make it where no one has to ask a question but that's our goal coming in it's make sure like bathrooms clearly marked uh there's you know where the snacks are and there's plenty of them all right like everybody knows where they're going to get their food from if their food is part of it all right it's like just making it where the things that someone would have to ask or worry about are not being asked or worry about there's water out all the time so people can get uh, fresh bottles of water all right like just little things turn into big things If you don't take care of them when they're little. And it's just making sure that whole event where all they have to worry about and think about and focus on is what they came for. Right. Which was the event itself, not the not the extras, not the little add ons, not the little carry on tops. That's just going to make it better. All right. And I love doing that for events. So I I'm one of those unique people where people think I'm very much front house guy. I'm on the stage guy. I'm talking, I'm presenting, I'm hosting. And I'm lucky enough to where I've done both, where I've been back-end and I've been front-end. And I understand it. And and like I'm weird. People really see me from the front-end, but really, uh, event planners hate me. That's why I think our event planner, Margaret, she's the best event planner ever because no longer does she have to really plan events. She has to deal with me while planning events, which is extremely tough because <clears throat> I'm very... Right? Like, I'm choreographing this thing as well. I'm very, this time, this has to happen, this time, this flow has to be happening during this, this time. This needs to lead into this. This needs to go so the people can feel exactly what they feel in the right order because it it doesn't help them if they feel it in opposite order. If we're if we're pushing them along and then we give them step four when they're at step two, they're not gonna understand step four. And then when we go back and knock them to step three, they're not gonna know how to get to step four or what it is. Right. So I'm very big on how we walk through the event, how every presenter goes, right? What are their topics, how long they talk, right? Like when are breaks, when is food. Right. When are we uh, getting the emotions running? When are we working on what part of the event? Right. So it's very hard doing events with me because I'm focused on all of it. And when I'm even at an event where I'm just speaking, at it, it has nothing to do with us other than speaking at an event. Uh, a lot of the team hates to be around me because I'm like, oh, come on. They messed. Oh, they would have should have did that. Oh, they moved. And They're like, stop it. Like they're doing it the way they're doing it. Like it's not your thing. And I know and I'm not trying to judge. I'm just saying how I would do it differently. And it's because I take uh, the neuroscience, human behavior, nerd approach to everything. Right? So it's very hard to do events with me because I'm a bastard when it comes to it. All right, At least I can acknowledge it. So I give everybody a lot of credit that does events with me. And uh, we have the mastermind coming up in November, right? less than a month away now. And... I'm sitting here going, all right, we need to make this flow. This needs to make sense. We need to walk this into what? And then, so then it's like double fold. You want to know like the pressure I put on myself. I'm I'm thinking the whole event and I'm thinking each part I have, all right? Because I have multiple parts in it where I speak and I'm thinking no longer what I need to do when I'm up there, but also then the entire time, right? But also then running the marketing campaign for it, because clearly I have an issue about control, I feel like now, but I did this thing, right? So we started off, I was like, let's just have 12 people. Let's keep it like real small, real safe, real intimate. And uh, it went so fast at the beginning that literally in 24 hours we were sold out. <clears throat> and I was like, all right, let's move it up. And we at first I said 15. That was silly because we opened it. We got two immediately when we reopened it. So I was like, all right, let's move it to 20. Got that. And then I was like, all right, let's move it to 25. We can do 25 safely with all the restrictions going on and you know, keeping good distance in a COVID space, right? Like we could do this. And everybody in the team's like, here we go. This is what he does, right? Because the spaces we had were not meant for 25 people at this time. So then all of a sudden, everything we had in place, all we have to redo. All right. So, and now it's like, <laughs> now I'm getting that, that hard moment because we're like two away or two away from that. And I don't especially last week, losing focus on that uh, and not really pushing that, not really doing the campaign as I should have last week. So it's pretty much now hard campaign push this week and a little bit next, and we see where we lay. And it made it where it's, it's, it's intense because the difference in that is huge on the logistics of the event. So... By me thinking, oh, we could two more people like, or at that point, five more people will definitely We need this, like they need this, right? Like, let's do this. We, I've been dying for people, and this is where the problem was. I've been dying for in person. I've been dying for it, right? Like, don't I'm not. Don't get me wrong. I'm not one of the ones that belittle COVID. I'm not. It's that's not my thing. Wear the freaking mask. Like, that, I, don't even get me started with the people that are like, but our freedom. And I'm like, you do a million other things that the government controls, and this is your stand. Right, like, stop it. Anyway, don't even get me started. The so I'm serious about COVID, but the the room, the energy, the people that are like saying, "Listen, we're gonna push. Like, we gotta go. We're doing this." Uh, they're my they're a lot of times my people. And this year was supposed to be the biggest year for us, event-wise, having our own events, and speaking-wise at other people's events. And being part of other people's masterminds while also having our own. And then all that was pretty much wiped out because of COVID. So the year I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to have the greatest interaction year, right? Because I'm big on interaction. I don't know if you know my past or not. But even the sports talk show I had, we used to say, I don't want to be the best or the greatest or any of that crap. I want to be the most interactive. I want to have the most people involved. We're a show of the fans, by the fans, and for the fans. All right? and it's it's like that everything I do the first book I wrote was an interactive book it was like you write in it and then you take your pieces out you throw the book away you keep your pieces and you have your story and why that's so important all right so it's like it's it's everything is I'm trying to I want people I want I want a community I want I want family like i I want us to grow from one another and and be able to pull each other up and push each other up and and do those things that a community is uh, a, a good community a community that's a community that' that's serving does and then every the COVID hits, and that kind of squashed that tremendously and we of course everybody pivoted and tried to do the best they could and we did a lot of zooms and we did zoom happy hours and you know we had very small intimate meetups and uh, not even at the beginning and, and very few throughout so it was I was dying for it. So it's like I got super excited and every time that I saw the number move up. I was like, "Oh my god, we're gonna, I'm gonna expand this. I'm gonna expand this." And now I set us up where uh, the logistics of it is becoming more and more difficult, and not knowing if we're gonna get those two other spots makes it even more difficult. All right, so it's, it's, it's interesting in a way, and complicated in a lot of ways, and it's all because. Then I sit back and I go, did I do this because it was best or did I do this because I wanted it? And that's the tough one when you debate that because did I put everything at risk because I wanted it or because I thought that's what was best for everyone? And that that's a <clears throat> that's a tough question and one that really affects me because uh, the cause is greater than us all and we are stronger than me. I right? like two things I'll, I'll always talk about and... Uh, I'm big on the family the team, especially this year because I feel like we've had uh the only You now family this year had a lot of battles inside of it, and uh, uh, some people separated from the only You now family and and that's okay that happens uh that's not what it but it really brought us the ones that are really hardcore really close together so it made us it made us even closer the incidences happening. Because we saw it, felt it, and experienced it, and we were like, "All right, like right, we got this, right? Like this is us." And every time it happens, you, you know, there's a Jay Z line, and he he says, "You know, they thought I would fall without old buddy, but old buddy, all I did was make more money," and and it's not it's not necessarily the the more money part, but it's it's definitely like uh, in another Jay Z song, he says, the "Walls got taller." Right. But the heart, the love got greater. And it was like that. It was like our walls got taller, but we got the love inside of it grew more. Because we, we, we saw what we were going through. We saw the battle we had. And then no longer do you have that happening. You also have 2020 happening, which 2020 has been like crazy year. I'm not saying it's been bad, but it's been a crazy year. And, If you add those things together, and it was a it was a recipe for disaster, but none we wouldn't let it happen. Like they wouldn't let it happen because they're amazing people that are part of Unleash You now. And it's I sit here and I go, dang, right? Like I never want to be what sets us up for something that could go wrong for us. Right? Even though I'm going to be right, like we're all going to be, but I never want to do it. And when I'm and now I'm getting to the point where I can start seeing things before they happen. I'm like, ease and and now it's do we pull that plug early? All right, do we pull that plug early? Do I say all right, we're going we're going at 23 and that's it. Let's set it up. Or do I say leave it open. There's like four or five people still saying maybe possibly they're interested. They want to come, trying to make logistics work. And or or do you just close it and say this is what we're doing and run with it? The close part will would make everyone inside feel better, because we would know exactly what we're dealing with and how to go about it. Uh, And then I go, all right. so if that makes them all feel better, why would I keep it open? And then is it best for me? Is it for me? Or is it best for we and and that's a question I've been asking myself a lot and then asking it of the people around me a lot is what I'm saying best for me or is it best for we? And, and here's the deal. Uh, a lot of people are teaching a selfish society. They are. There's a lot of people teaching a lot of selfish. And I don't think self-care is the same as selfish. I don't think it is. I think they can both coexist and they're different things. But I'm very eerie of ever falling into the selfish side. I'm big on the self-care part. Take care. Make sure I'm at my best so I can be the best for my people, 100%. But I'm very, I'm very aware and conscious to make sure I don't go to the selfish side. And that's the struggle I'm facing right now is what I'm doing. Is that selfish, right? Or is that better for all of us? So where, uh, and and really I'm just spewing honesty right now about, about this current situation literally I'm going through now. But why I wanted to be open about this situation was because I wanted to ask you in your life, where are you being selfish where it's not better for everyone where it's just better for you and is that is that what you want to do like listen i'm not going to judge I'm, I'm i'm really not going to try to judge but i know there's a certain amount of selfish and then i don't want to be associated much with it all right like there's a certain amount it, it's funny i forget who said it maybe Simon nick and i'm not i'm not into uh politics really because people hate me in politics because i don't have a side all Right. like i I look at every situation as its own situation and they hate me for it. They're like, if you're not part of the gangs of the R and D's, you don't get to do anything. Right? Like you're just a bastard then. And I'm not that way. Like I, I can sit here and say both those candidates suck. And and this is what I want. I want a system where we don't have to say the lesser of two evils or the lesser of two piles of crap. I want this. I want the system where we say that one's just so much better, right? Like that one's great. That one's great, but that one's greater. I want I think that's what we should fight for right a system where we're not like well this one sucks less because I'm like the system's clearly failing if that's our judgment level right but Simon Snick said something and he said we got the leader that represented ourselves and he said, If you think it's selfish, it's because we were living selfishly. If you think it's right, whatever you think it is, it's because that's how that's, that's what we were. So we got the leader that best resembled us. And I thought that was some scary shit when he said it, because I was like, Oh my God, like, is this really, is this really what it is now? And, and to me, that's, that's nerve wracking, right? Like that, that's intense. And And people are more worried now about the name of the person that wins than what happens if the person wins. And then we make up stories about who wins, but anyway. It's it's why that was important to me. Are we getting the leaders that we are? And and then I look around, I'm like, there's some amazing leaders. There is, there's some amazing leaders. There's some amazing leaders in the communities that I know of. There's some amazing leaders. Of uh, some of the businesses I I know of and some of the movements I'm, I'm I know of, and I'm like, all right. So it as much as you can see, it's some places where you're like, oh shit. Other places, I'm like, okay, good. Right, like so it it hasn't went to shit yet. But one of the biggest things is that we used to think greater good. I rarely hear that said anymore. What's the greater good? And how many people will sacrifice for it? And I never want my people to sacrifice because I'm being selfish. Well, sacrifice for the greater good, 100%. And I wouldn't even have to ask them to. They they would do it before me. They would show me the way. That's how amazing they are. So I'm sitting here wondering, am I being selfish right now and r- risking them? And that's the decision you have to make as a person, as a leader, as someone that's part of something. And that's the shit that really, when you talk about decisions, that's the stuff that keeps me up. Right? Like that and like people's lives in my hand. All right, so it's it's where where are you where can you identify any selfishness in your life and is it serving or not and and then and it's it's times like this you have to check yourself remember the three things we want to do lift ourselves up build ourselves up and check us to keep us up same things we want with the people around us to be able to lift us up build us up and check us to keep us up right now I'm checking myself am I being selfish by this and it's something I have to really dive into and I've been Tossing and turning since last night about it, and I just don't know the answer yet. But I'm sure it'll speak to me at some point, right? <laughs> Let's get it. Unleash Your Hustle podcast brought to you by Unleash You Now and hosted by yours truly, Michael Faber. Lego. Uh, peace, love, and happiness. Show the world your greatness. Till next time, peace. We out. We out. We out. Thank you so much for listening to the Unleash Your Hustle podcast with Michael Faber, brought to you by Unleash You Now where we want to show the world your greatness.